0: I'm tired of reading my daughter's stories of princes and princesses and little girls who have to wait for people to come to them and they drop their glass slipper and maybe a prince will come to them or they got to throw their, their hair out of a window um, <laughs> or somebody got to kill a dragon. No, my little girl, you know, what my little girl's going to do. She's going to make glass slippers for her friends to hang out with or she's going to make glass slippers to sell or she's going to make so many damn glass slippers that the prince is going to be like, where's that girl that owns this building?
1: Welcome back to the RO Podcast, friends. It's Joey Odom, co-founder of RO, and I just had an amazing experience speaking with living legend Damon John. You know Damon John, the people's shark on Shark Tank, New York Times bestselling author, founder of FUBU, hilarious guy, all-around great guy, and he has just released a book, a children's book, his first children's book today, March 21st. Actually, pause right now and go buy this book, Little Damon Learns to Earn. Buy it for yourself, buy it for somebody else. Amazing book, teaching financial literacy. We we actually get into a little bit of an argument. We have some beef now, Damon and I do. He calls it a children's book. I call it a family book. I think our friendship's going to be okay, but it's worth listening to. But it's all about financial literacy for kids and entrepreneurship. Something when my kids were young, I didn't have those tools. And now you have no excuse. You have the tools from Damon. So a really, really cool book that's coming out today. So please go buy a copy. This was a fun conversation. He really is a great guy. Please do go get a copy of that book. And for now, just sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with the People's Shark, Damon John. Ladies and gentlemen, the People's Shark is here. One of the most intentional people on the entire planet and launching March 21st, today, the day this episode drops, his first children's book, Little Damon Learns to Earn, hits the stores. But Damon, I got I to gotta start off with a little bit of beef. I, I, I think I got to argue with you here. the Yeah. This isn't a children's book. This is a family book. I think that you got it all wrong. This is for families. Am I right or am I wrong? Do we have some you beef are, here?
0: No, No, man. No, man. We are on the same page. Um, it has to go under... A certain category, but first of all, if, if you talk to Kevin, I'm sorry about Kevin on the show. I oh, know, But he would fine. agree with you because he would say, it's not a children's book. because children don't have credit cards. But <laughs> that's not the reason it's not a children's book. It's not a children's book because it's a family book because a parent like me, who the reason why I came out of a, a, a need was I was able to connect with my six-year-old daughter um, by reading it to her. But simultaneously, I read it to her. Families start to absorb this information and think about it in their own ways. Because sometimes, you know what, life is, life is treated us really bad as adults. We got caught in this trap called growing up. And <laughs> we got caught in this trap of hearing no more and thinking it can't be done, unlike when we were kids. So I love that you agree with that. And I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being on. And
1: and our podcast is all about intentionality. And I I said, you are the one, one of the most intentional people on the planet. And as I've been thinking and prepping for this interview, my mind has continued to go back to a different place. And if we can go deep, if that's okay, if we we can go deep, my mind has gone back to Hollis, Queens, Mm. 1969, Mm. a a 10 year old boy with dyslexia, Mm. whose father just left
0: and uh, uh ten, 79 yep good guys 79 10 years old 79 of 169 years, okay there you yeah, go. we're right there we're right there let's rock yeah.
1: <laughs> but I, I i keep thinking about how that little boy is now where i has now written a book on financial literacy to children has, has there been a moment i'm sure you've as you've told your story has there been any moment for you in writing this book where you've gone back there and, and just kind of pinched yourself and thought how did this happen how how, how am i how was this little boy how has he written this book for other kids on financial literacy? Has there been any moments of introspection in this whole
0: process about going back to that place? Not till you just said it. <laughs> um, be very honest, you know, because um, it, it it does go by. So so I was honored, and I and I have. A, I have several I have several best selling books that were written to adults, and that little boy uh that thank you obviously if you know that story that means you've uh, you've done your homework on me that little boy was honored at that time to say a little dyslexic boy who um I have no great accomplishments at school i mean I do have one great accomplishment I love the seventh grade so much i I did it twice <laughs> um and that little boy who is dyslexic, which eight of the twelve charts are that right. little boy is a new york times best selling author three times over now that I did get that. I, I have had that joy um, to the point where you know I reflected and and and, and understood that that God has put me on this planet and every every single person that is uh, you know has a dream that can achieve it. But what, but what reflected what this book happened? Why this happened is that I have two older girls and uh, um, I try to teach them financial intelligence, but I didn't have financial intelligence either. And is, that's not the ten year old. That's the 25-year-old, that's the 30-year-old, and that's the 32-year-old because I almost went bankrupt twice when I was poor once when I had $10 million at the bank. And what I realized, and this only comes with age, is if you look at the data of 65% of athletes and lotto winners of the bank grew up three years after leaving the league or after, uh, you know, whatever the case is, uh, winning the lotto, if you look at the fact of even families who come from legacy wealth, if their trust fund babies, right, never were taught the process of doing it, well, where are the Fords and the Carnegies and the Melons? Why aren't they owning the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Teslas of the world? Because the first generation make it, the second enjoys it, the third destroys it <laughs> because they don't learn. And then why are as Forbes top uh, wealthiest, 1,000 people, 65% of them are self-made men and women because they had to learn something. I look at the dynamic and the shift in these things and I say, what is the common thing in most of, these, most of this, this aspect? Most of these people either had no knowledge in the beginning, no matter how much money they had or how much they didn't, because somebody either gave it to them as a trust child or somebody didn't know how to teach them, or they had zero or a lot and somebody taught them, but they taught them at this age, at yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, the bottom line is, I'm going to, this is going to be my legacy. I, this is my three Pete. But when I die, this is not about a book. This is going to be my legacy. Um, The first aspect of my 3 Pete was I created something that culturally brought people together and realized that this musical hip-hop is great, and Damon created a brand that is the number one export of African-American-owned soft goods in history. Amazing. The next is I'm on a show, 14 years. Um, I'm the only African-American on that show. This is sad. Only African-American on that show or on television, excuse me, on television, in television history, that has nothing to do with music, sports, and politics. Hmm. And uh, I have shown people the American dream is alive and well, and little kids, 10, 12 years old, are eating in their PJs, eating cereal who's going to grow up and dominate the world and change the world because of the education that we've given them on that show. That was my second period of uh, history that hopefully I'm going to be a part of. But this one? This is going to spark a conversation. There is no, this, it, the bottom line, there's no book out there like this or no book out there that is publicly known that shows entrepreneurship in a fun way where parents and kids can talk to the kids about it. Remember, don't be a parent and get stuck with the way parents think. You know, I read, I read catch on the ride one time. I threw it away. What the hell am I looking at this thing for? <laughs> Remember your children, five to 10, they want to read this. They want you to read this yeah. to them and have fun every month. Yeah. And what that does is that sets them off in in, in a way of absorbing information of Wait a minute! If I really like it, there's a way to earn and make it. Oh, but I can't do it by myself. But I thought you had to do it. By it. No, I have to bring my friends together, and I have to, I have to create ways for us to have fun. I'm tired of reading my daughter stories of princes and princesses and little girls who have to wait for people to come to them and they drop their glass slipper, and maybe a <laughs> prince will come to them, or they got to throw their their hair out of a window um, <laughs> or somebody got to kill a dragon. No, my little girl, you know what my little girl's going to do? She's going to make glass slippers for her friends to hang out with or she's going to make glass slippers to sell or she's going to make so many damn glass slippers that the prince is going to be like, where's that girl that owns this building? <laughs> um, I don't want to tell my, my, my godson that webs have to come out his wrist or he can fly or he right. has to culminate the, this crew of guys or girls and girls, uh, the Avengers because Thanos is going to destroy the planet. And it's critical like that. No. He's going to create his friends and could say, why don't we just go have a good time? And why don't we, you know, we may make some money, but everything that we buy, we can sell everything that we do for free. We can get paid for it. Let's have a good yeah. time. So that's what I'm doing today. Well,
1: it's such a, you think about the things you learn when you're young, it becomes so foundational that if someone learns this from the beginning, learns entrepreneurship from a very young age, they just accept it. This is how, this is the way the world works. And so for a little kid, five to 10, and I think back to this being a family book, I actually think it's also a little bit of a Trojan horse because it's as a company, what we do as a company, we help people put down their phones and engage in real life. And so we want, the biggest question we get from people is, what do I do after I put down my phone? They don't know. So this is a right. Trojan horse. Yeah. It's teaching financial literacy, but what it's really doing is creating connection between parents and kids. And so it's that Trojan horse into, Oh, all of a sudden you're connected and you're learning something together. It's not only for them to read to their kids, but learn themselves. Cause a lot of adult, adults don't know this stuff Man, that's in here.
0: You he was a so spot on. So, you know, after I created this book with my team, because, again, entrepreneurship is a team sport. And what, what I initially was going to do was create another book for parents and, and, and mothers primarily to say, here's how to raise, you know, a bunch of sharks. But my team thought of other stuff. But after I created it, I started to show my little girl um, how to connect with her about a wasn't horse. And, and, and I'm going to give you – some. it's not in the book, and I, I can give you many – takeaways, right? Because the reason why I, again that I'm saying that this is my calling is because not because the book is it. It is it is a creation of a conversation with parents because right now if our if our school system is set up for the way it used to be, you know, um we're at World War, let's create um crafts and various things uh you know that you can go and build and things like that. Or let's create a better employee um that's that that day and age. Today yeah. We're a different day and age. And if, if the kids don't have any financial intelligence, but a 17 years old can acquire $700,000 worth of debt for a career that I'm even sure they want, and they're going to have that debt up until 50 years old, well, that debt, you know what that debt creates? That debt creates domestic violence. That debt creates uh, 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 um, homes that are are, are divorce. And what happens with the divorce? Well, the kids don't have anybody to raise them. And when the kids don't have anybody to raise them, when they're on the streets, they go and sell money on a uh, cell, do something on the corner instead of doing something here. It mm. breaks also. And I'm, I'm not being dramatic. Cause even if we, we change this, um, the system by 2% of, uh, uh, cribs to corrections, from cribs to college. Um, it creates bad health habits because if you don't have enough money, the cheapest things to eat are the, all the things they're selling us, right? Salt, sugar, and butter. It's cost a lot to eat healthy. Uh, but if I break that system, um, that happens. Now, I got to tell you, I'm learning with my daughter too, connection exactly. Let me give you a typical example that whether you buy this book or not, you can take this away right now for your child, right? So- there is three things that you should do. There's three ways, only three ways, the perfect three ways you should do when you get $3, $3,000, or $3 million, right? The first dollar is supposed to go for what you have to spend hmm. uh, mortgage, medicine, whatever the case is. The second dollar is supposed to be in an investment. That investment eventually grows to go into bucket one and three. And the third, Is supposed to be what you would like to have but don't have to have. And if you don't spend all that, you put that back in number two. Now, what do most of us do? Well, we work really hard. We want to treat ourselves. We do number three first. We don't get to number two because now we've done number three. Well, how are we going to take care of number one? And by the way, number one now, it's late. but You don't have it. So now you're paying 18% on a credit card. That starts us off on a wrong path. Hmm. So I took my little girl. I said, baby, let's open up your piggy bank because every year at the end of the year, we're going to open up your piggy bank and see what you have. My little girl had $300 end of the year. Listen, I know the average American is like, how does she have $300? Because, (laughs) listen, uh, because of inflation or because I am very blessed in life. I don't know. The tooth fairy is giving $40 a tooth these days. (laughs) I got got $2.15 for all my teeth and my tonsils. (laughs) <laughs> you get the tonsil fairy i like it exactly right uh uh, uh well my cousin Pook, he stole my tonsils uh, whatever anyway um <laughs> we take the first hundred remember when you tell your kids you know how hard daddy and mommy work you know what they say you know for money they say yeah i do you know what they're saying no i really don't i'll just brought into this world and you were paying for anything anyway you brought me this world that's your problem bozo but they don't want to <laughs> say that all right so we take the first hundred, uh, baby. You, you got to give this to mommy and daddy to help with the rent. You're so with the with the with the mortgage. Just you're so you're so great. And, you know, she looks at me. She goes, "Yes, daddy." You know, she's thinking, "Who cares?" The second I say, but the second this is an investment. So this is an investment. Investment can be your education. This investment can be a business. Investment can be somebody else's business. You know, um. But an investment. Here's what happens on an investment. It eventually grows. But an investment, if it's a business, it really does two things. It solves a problem. Or bring somebody joy, and by the way, every time you solve a problem, you bring somebody joy. What do you want to do? Oh, we live by the beach. So I didn't want to put shells in these in bottles, and I want to give them more to all my friends. I said, "Well, if they're so great, you want to give to your friends? Maybe you could sell a couple. Maybe I can. You think I can? Maybe you can. All right, let's go to Michaels. We go to Michaels. We buy a hundred dollars worth of bottles and sand. Not sand. Um, whatever sprinkles or whatever the crap yep. is. Right, thirty bottles. And then I take the other 100 and say, Baby, this is something that you would like to have, but don't have to have. What do you want? A pet. All right. What kind of pet do you want? A giraffe. Can't fit in the house. <laughs> but We drill her all the way down to a beta fish. We knew we were going to get a beta fish anyway. I said, So, okay, here we go. When we take the beta fish home, it's sitting at home. I said, You see that? What, Daddy? That's freedom. That's what money bought you. What do you mm-hmm. mean, freedom? Baby, you didn't have to wait for your birthday or for Christmas. You I you didn't have to just tell me what it was and I go get any color beta fish you want. Money is freedom, and money allows you to get anything you want as long as your parents and the IRS and the police, we'll get to that another time, allow you to do that. And it doesn't have to be a fish. It could be money, could be a vacation, um money to give to those who you think are in more need of something else, money that you don't have to go to work, money for your mm-hmm. best friend. She it went off in her head, what money is. But remember, we're connecting. Mommy and daddy are connecting with her. We go back to the bottles. She had 20 bottles out of 30 ready to give away. I said, oh, I didn't, I didn't talk to her about it. Baby, you know, these bottles, if you give away 20, you're going to only have a little, and then you're not going to have any money to go, and it's going to be what we call bankrupt. <laughs> but... If you just give away five and if we do the math and you sell these 25, we'll get into it later because down the road, what is a comparable price? You can now then buy 60 and then you give away 10. And then it started to work. And if you just do that, imagine if you do that with your children every year for the next 10 years when your child is five years old.
1: Changes the game. I mean, it, it's it's a great, I'm reading a book right now called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Hauser, which is a great book. And he talks about how money is, it just gives you control of your time. And exactly what you said, that's freedom. It gives you that control over your time. And so, by the way, I put, if I could bet on Minka J, I'm going to bet on Minka J because she knows she has a, she has a foundation now because in her mind, that's just the way the world works. And so she's so much farther ahead of everybody. And do you think parents don't talk about these things because they just, one, don't know it themselves and they just don't know how to talk about it. And this makes it so approachable. Is that the reason?
0: Yeah, we don't know how to talk about it. So first of all, you you know, a lot of us, we just didn't come up with that education and there is nobody who doesn't want to work hard. Right. Um, You know, I know that I don't care what anybody says. 95% of this country, um, we have the same things in common. Uh, It's only 5% of these assholes trying to rip us all apart. Don't let them do it to us. Right. Um, They just don't know anybody. And then, Even if you knew better, how do you communicate that to your child, right? We don't think like children do, right? So, and that's why when you put it in a form of a book, I'll give you an example. You know, if you're not, if you're not trying to discipline your child because your child lied, well, if you're trying to have just a regular conversation about your child, and they're like, you know, you know, you have kids? I do. Yeah. Two kids. How old are they? Uh, 15 and 13. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, they're just turning into aliens right now. They, they are yeah. just turning into
1: aliens. Right. We're starting well, to see the tentacles, yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know, if you want to teach them earlier and they're like, yeah, I was just joking, you go, you go, Um, you know, you read The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Because it's an easy way. You already know our ones. We know Little Red Hood, The Boy Who Cried Wolf, uh, you know, Goldilocks, all that. We all know the ones that have been historically something. This is something that is historically a way to touch it without having to do this hard. All right, and we have worksheets and all that kind of stuff to have fun with it. But it's not all right. Let's go out and get your P and L, uh, you know, sheet, <laughs> and you know what is your assets and liabilities, and you know. Uh, you- just going, what are you talking about <laughs> you know so it's the same way the shark tank is the chop show watch kids 5 to 15 and parents and kids together because a kid could understand you know when i when when the producers when we did our um pilot and we were on there uh that were the first uh two hours and we were doing it the, the pilot right and so we, i'm sitting over there going so you know i'm gonna take I'm going to give you a bridge, but I'm going to have a claw back. And then I'm going to, you know, the producers all came down to all of us and said, um, we don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. <laughs> so uh, we don't, you know, Ibada, Right. Um, Can you talk to us like you're talking to little Sally and little Timmy, uh, 11 years old, you know? Oh. It's the Uber of dentists. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how Shark Tank works. And now kids are busy negotiating with their parents in the middle of the house, (laughs) you know. Um, And and, and that's why simple things what our kids understand, whether they're talking about the months, the planets, the holidays, the alphabet, they sing them in lullabies and, you know. And, and that and 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 that's the idea and the concept of bringing yeah. people together.
1: I love that. We want to be super respectful of your time. I ask one question of all yeah. of our guests and my, my fault, I didn't prep you for this question. So you guys, yeah. everybody listening is going to get off the cuff. We're all about intentionality at RO. And the question I ask everybody is, and you, again, I said, I'll say it the third time, you're one of the most intentional people on the planet from when you were young, when you knew you were going to be a gazillionaire. What does intentionality, what does that word mean to you? What is that? How does that personalize for Damon John? What does intentionality mean to
0: intentionality you? Intentionality is, for the adults here, is you if you want to write a letter to somebody or communicate with somebody, you are communicating like you're trying to get a kidney for your child. Hmm. It is a, Intentionality is something where you have a direct uh, understanding of what you need, and the best way to get it is out oh, is not is not running through it. Is the best way to get it is finding how to be a value for the person on the other side and communicating it in a short period of time in a soluble way, where that person sees and understands the value. And even if they don't want to participate in the value, they give you information on how to make it better, or they share that value add that you have with somebody else. Um, but it is intentional. I love that. Everybody's gonna, gonna,
1: going to want to go buy this book anywhere you can get it. And go to, by the way, I love the website, LittleDamon.com, where you get yeah. a bunch of free downloadable tools. That's um, right. We're, we're going to do a bunch of – we're going to give away a bunch of them, some autographed copies. Damon, what what am I missing here?
0: Uh, you didn't ask me about the hat.
1: I, okay, so Damon has – the most baller fashion piece I've seen in, in a long time. He's wearing a an awesome top hat. You got to go watch it on YouTube. See see this top hat. I need one. What what would it take for someone like me to two things? One, get one. And two, pull it off. Well, first of all, to get
0: one, you can find them anyway. And um, because, you know, I have so many and I'm just playing. I'm just, you, know, you can find them anywhere <laughs> now. Um I love this. You got to be intentional about these things. You see, uh, my duty is to go to my grave, being the man who um, sparked the the financial intelligence uh, uh, change in our country with our children. And when our children see me in a $10,000 Tom Ford suit on TV, I'm unapproachable. I'm not anybody Mm. they can relate to. But when they see me with this hat on and they say, Mommy and Daddy... So I came in with a hat, I asked him if he did magic, and he said magic, and I didn't understand what the magic was. He said, he's going to show me how to disappear out of this house when I'm 21 instead of 40.
1: Oh, He's
0: going to show good. me how to turn $1 into $3. He's going to show me how to get paid or make money or gummy bears or what, doing whatever I want to do. He's going to teach me magic for the rest of my life. And that's the only way that I'm going to talk to them and get to them. And by the way, any other parent that doesn't agree with that is I, I'm realizing that I'm, I feel bad for you because you like top hats. Man. You like hats. See, when you were a kid, if I would have left – actually, if I leave this hat with any of the parents, they're going to run around by themselves with it. You <laughs> like Frosty Snowman. You like the cat in the hat, right? You like uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> uh, you know, Don't lie to me. You know, you—you you like to go to the Kentucky Derby and see all those big old hats. Uh, you even like uh, Bill the Butcher. But Whatever it is, you that's like right. hats. Stop lying to me. You like hats. Oh, what about Abraham Lincoln? Uh, anyway. Hey you,
1: hey, you are right. The, all the fun people, the magic people, and the influencers have worn hats. You're right. Abraham Lincoln and everybody. Dr. Seuss and everybody. And,
0: I didn't, and Pharrell. Everybody and, wears hats. Pharrell. And so I get, to, I, get to get on, I get to get on the network and I get to do a lot of fun things, with this hat, act like I'm a five-year-old. And then as soon as you think that I don't have any sense, then I'll tell you the GDP of India and why long-term bonds are going to outpace <laughs> short-term bonds today. Then I'll put the hat back on and tell you you smell like hot dog water and you're a stupid face. It's just what it is. I'm like the guys on Step Brothers. Uh, exactly. The, the guys
1: on Step Brothers in the interview with Top Hats. Just brilliant. David, you've been generous with your time. Um, Thank you for what you're doing. I really mean it. And you, the way you just walked through the, the cascading effects of financial literacy, this is, this will change a generation. This will change people's lives. And, and I'll leave it at this is just like you were the 10 year old boy in Hollis. I think about the 10 year old boy in Hollis right now, this second 2023, who's going to get their hands on this and it's going to change their future. So thank you. Thank you very, very
0: much for everything you're doing. I really appreciate you. And I got to tell you, but before we came on, you said you're going to buy a bunch of books to give away in yep. your heart. Uh, and you are you are. I mean, I'm not doing this because I need any more money. I'm yep. donating uh, the people who I have even programmed up there for large corporations to donate to a 501 C3, deploy the books. And I like I'll waive any of my virtual speaking engagements that cost 10, 10 times more than those books I'll ever be. If I'll talk to an organization for them um, due to as long as it has something to do with children. Um so it is an honor and a joy and be, be, you didn't even mi- you didn't tell well, I think you did say you'll give away but you didn't tell them that I didn't give you the books you you're buying these yourself yes. just to give and if you go to littledamon.com um, uh we have packages where you can buy one and give one and actually every day for the next 10 days I think if you buy one give one and you, you can buy five and get five. You get into five times. I'm spending half an hour or 15 minutes one-on-one Zooms with people, giving them consulting uh, wow. because we're picking a lot of winners you know, out of the, those groups of people. So thank you so much for uh, highlighting this. Thank you so much for reading it and finding a way to understand that we're connecting families and for helping me get this out to, to help uh, change the system. Absolutely.
1: Thank you, Damon John. You are the best. You truly are the people shark. Thanks, my it's friend. Ladies and gentlemen, Damon John, the people's shark. Got to be honest, I was a little nervous for that one. Uh, he is he is a cultural icon. He's a fashion icon. And he's doing really some amazing stuff with building financial literacy. He said it at the end. He doesn't need more money. He's doing this to help people out there become financially literate, to connect people. That's a huge part of that ethos there is connecting families. So please, if you're listening to this please do go buy a copy of that. Even if it's not for you, if your kids aren't at the age for that, go buy it for somebody else. It's amazing. Get those free tools on littledamon.com. Make sure you're following him on all the socials at the shark Damon on Instagram and Twitter. And then damonjohn.com is his website as well. So thank you so much for joining us. That was super, super fun for me. Honored to have Damon John on the show. We look forward to seeing you next time on the next episode of the RO Podcast.